Bards and Barbarians, beginners and experts, my name is Nathan, I use he, him pronouns, and with me are... My name is Caitlin, I use she, her pronouns. My name is Blake, I use they, them pronouns. My name is Damon, I use he, him pronouns. This is a D&D real play podcast where it is my job to keep these three miscreants in line, and it is our pleasure to introduce We Didn't Pack Rations. Our adventure begins in the far-off land of Menegrond, known for its vast green landscapes, luscious forests, and towering mountains. A large continent in the north of the world makes up the majority of the landmass. In major cities, modern technology has been progressing in leaps and bounds. Long-range telegraph communications and steam engine technology are in the experimental phases. The printing press now allows people to copy documents and distribute them with ease. Flintlocks and muskets are commonplace among the wealthier of the cities. The great fortune has unfortunately not been spread to the countryside, with villages and towns outside of city walls still clinging desperately to the ancient ways for their very survival. We begin our story in the bottommost point of said continent, in the city of Noristia, a city with long cobblestone streets lit with oil-lit lampposts dotting the pavement to shine in the darkest of nights. Thick stone-walled buildings, reinforced with lumber, spread throughout the entirety of the city, with only a few thatched roof dwellings remaining. A large neighborhood of mansions and manors sticks out in the city like a sore thumb. It is here in the largest of these we meet our first adventurer. Kate, can you please describe your character and what they are doing? Absolutely. Iluin is a very sheltered high elf. They have been living in their uh, estate for many, many years. They are very, very readily approaching their 121st birthday. They keep to themselves, well, there's not much else to do. They kind of have to stay within their estate because their parents refuse to let them out. They think that Iluin is still a child. So you are currently sitting at the dinner table with your father and... It's one of those really long dining tables that you see in like really rich people houses where you guys are sitting up either end and not saying a word to each other. So there's like there's like 25 meters between me and my own dad. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> Fair so, enough. Papa, can you hear me? Papa, can- <laughs> <laughs> so right. he's kind of just sitting there eating, I don't know, is your family vegetarian, do you think? Sure. I think yeah. I think they would eat only the finest of meals. So it'd be like, um, what's a fine meal that people eat? Caviar? The fuck is caviar? It's fish eggs. I knew that. They're eating caviar. <laughs> okay, cool. They're eating caviar as like an appetizer or something. He d- dips his... Do you eat it with a spoon? You Bro, can tell I don't, do I sound like someone who eats caviar? <laughs> you can tell we're all super rich recording this podcast. And we have exactly the idea that of the cutlery that we need to eat fancy foods. Um, he's using whatever utensil you use to eat caviar with, and um, he sort of looks up. He says to you, I noticed you were looking outside your balcony window at the peasants again. I wish you would stop doing that. There is much more interesting things to learn in your books. Well, I... Father, I was watching them. They're having another festival tonight, and I so desperately want to join them, so I was watching from my window. There's nothing wrong with that. Their festivals are merely peasantry. It's to keep the masses sedated so they don't uprise. Their festivals mean nothing and they are pointless. They mean nothing to you. What was that? Nothing, father. I've been... I've been reading a book. He's, uh, he, he puts one eyebrow up and sort of looks up at you for a second and goes, Oh? Um, 
It was one I found sort of in the. It was hidden behind other books in the in in the library. Um, it was kind of in the back of the shelf. It was covered in dust. It was talking about this um, this great great power. Um, why why don't us high elves venture into other types of magic, Father? We've had this conversation before, Ilo, and you know that we don't dabble in other areas of magic because they are extremely hard to control and extremely dangerous. If the general public were to get their hands on such magics, it would create a power imbalance, causing our position in society to potentially topple, and we can't have that. But what if we could... What if we could use this type of magic, Father, to really hone into what can be used? It's the technologies these days. They could be powered even stronger with the magic that's in this book. Eilowen, you're beginning to sound like the revolutionaries. Well, maybe the revolution isn't such a bad idea. What? You heard me. I will not stand for this treachery in my own house. You are to go to your room and remain there for the rest of the evening. Fine. Eilowen stands up from the table and kind of storms off in a half towards her bedroom. So you head up to your bedroom. What does Eilowen's bedroom look like? It's a as noble as you would think. So there's, you know, four poster bed, sheets and linens are freshly ironed, even though, you know, she sleeps in it nightly, but you know, it looks like no one ever sets foot in the room. But amongst all of this there's this great sort of open open door window type thing and she opens it up and she walks out onto her balcony and she is furious she just wants to know more about what's going on in the in the world she's been stuck in this estate for years and years all she gets of the outside world is just a glimpse on what she sees down in the festivals and watching the town square she is so furious right now is there anything that Eilowen's specifically thinking or something that something that's going through her mind after the conversation with her father. Eilowen just looks out from the balcony and she's so overcome with rage. She thinks to herself, haven't I done enough? Am I not enough? So as Eilowen's standing out on the balcony, she's looking out at the night sky. Make a perception check for me. Perception check. First dice roll of the game. Woohoo! Let's get it going. That is a 12. Nat one. Plus. N- not a nat one, that's the least. 12 <laughs> plus 4. That is a 16 perception. So you're looking out, and Eilowen sees a shooting star. And she watches the streak, the white streak, sort of go across the sky. And then it stops. And. Oh it looks like it's just stopped dead in its tracks and the tail's completely gone. It's just a dot in the sky now. But as she's looking closer, Eilowen notices that the dot is getting bigger and bigger and bigger until you realize that the shooting star is coming towards you. Oh my god. Oh, oh my, oh my god! So it launches towards Eilowen it crashes into your Eilowen's chest and you're thrown back into your bedroom. The light disappears into your chest and as you lie on the floor, your vision starts to blacken. As you lose consciousness, you hear a voice in another language you've never heard before, but somehow you understand it perfectly. It says, you are not enough. Not yet. And with that... Oh God, don't leave me there. 
We go to a couple weeks prior. Blake, please describe your character. Yeah, so I am Seferina Blackthorn. I am a 27-year-old half-elf. I grew up in the Dark Grove in a bit of a commune. Um, and we half-elves, we have... Really, it's a, it's a coming-of-age day or tradition that we have. It's the elven rite of transition for us half-elves um, that potentially could make it out, out of the Dark Grove. You know, I'm, I'm young... I've been sheltered and I've been sent out into the world and I'm out traveling, trying to keep to myself, experiencing everything new for the first time, seeing the sights, experiencing everything nature-wise outside of the dark grove, all of these new plants, trees, I'm really enjoying myself. And while I'm out on the road, I encounter, you know, a fellow traveler and I'm, I'm sheltered, I'm nervous and I'm, I'm paranoid. And the way that they approach me, it really just, it set me off. I wasn't, I didn't feel safe. I didn't feel comfortable. And I, I did something that I'm really not proud of. I took my first life and it really, it's, it has me a little bit shattered, a little bit shook, if you will. I, um, I fled the scene immediately, heading, heading to the keep. And now I'm here and I'm just, I'm not sure where to go from here. I'm not sure what my life holds for me anymore. So you see a lot of people sort of walking past you as you're sitting in your little hidey hole trying to stay away from the general public. And a lot of people sort of look at you for a second, see the look on your face and just sort of like turn their face away and keep going. You see like a couple of people drop some like silver coins in front of you thinking that you're a beggar and they just sort of keep going. And you can tell it's more to clear their conscience more than anything else, but you generally, uh, you get ignored by the majority of people for the most part. So you have a lot of time to just sit and reflect on what Seraphina's done and how it's making them feel. But you do have enough silver to head to a store somewhere and try and maybe find some breakfast for the day. Yeah, I in the in the keep for the first time, it's it's a whole new world. There's you know, there's so much happening here, the hustle, the bustle it's it's not it's not the community that I'm used to and I'm just so so nervous and so shamed from what I've done um I head through the town and I find I find a little inn a little B&B and I head in with my with my little coins in my hands and I ask for whatever they have available bread meats cheeses anything anything that I can get I have a I have a small breakfast and I'm just hanging out in the inn watching the people just really seeing how this community connects with each other and how they interact and i'm really just curious to see what life is like here make an insight check 17 17 mm -hmm. um so as you're looking around you are searching for like the connection that people have in this community and the one thing that you can see without a doubt and that you understand completely is that these people are not connected with each other at all. They're all sitting at tables, reading newspapers, and the groups don't connect very much. They all almost have a resentment towards each other, and if anyone interrupts them, it's completely ruins their whole day. So when you're looking for that connection, you see a society that is not connected in any way, shape, or form. Oh. How does Serafina respond to this realization? Look, I'm just, I'm really taking it back. Growing up 
in the dark grove with with elves with some humans being a half elf myself everyone was so connected so so much community you know so much emotion between each other it was almost intimate the way that everybody lived and experienced life and being here it's it's almost disgusting how people have no connection no community the way that they don't talk to each other they don't share their lives they don't share anything everybody's really kept to themselves and it's 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 really like i'm taken aback at the way that it's just so empty does it make Serafina want to do anything about it or like share that sense of community that she has from her home or is uh, it? She certainly, she wants like to search for more half elves, to search for more elves, even if she can find them, to find any sense of home, you know, in this new land. You finish your breakfast and make your way out of the inn and Serafina is off to try and find a connection to home. And with that, the same morning in a less noble province of the city, where the walls no longer shine, the thatch roofs leak, and the people are much hardier. The sun has been above the horizon for several hours already, and it is in a reasonably large, noisy tavern that we meet our next adventurer. Damon, would you please describe your character? I play Gareth Cawthon, a... Ex-soldier turned mercenary, I get by through my day-to-day by doing the occasional job for anybody who's willing to pay some coin. I've just recently finished a mission, and I'm currently waiting to collect on my fee. So, where are you waiting in the town? I'd be sitting in the tavern, probably with my back up against the furthest wall from the door, so I can see everybody who comes in. Perfect. So, you see a fairly wealthily clothed man come through the door with a dark cloak over his head and he looks around the tavern and he looks directly at you at the back table and without taking his hood off he makes his way towards you and pulls up the chair and sits down and he says to you thank you for meeting me Gareth what what did you find out well, I've followed your wife around for quite a period of time. It appears that she... Well, your grace, it appears that she may be in a relationship with your little stable hand. Um, are you... Sh- of course. Are you sure about this? My wife would never... With the stable hand? Well, sir, it is... I'm simply stating the facts here. What makes you so sure? Well, sir, they rather loud noises that come from your stables each night? Do you truly believe that those are horses unable to sleep? Well, you may have a point there, sir, I I do have to say. I do sincerely apologize for the information, sir, but I am here in regards to my fee. Yes, yes, of course. And he reaches behind him, pulls out a, a coin purse, and plops it down on the table. You open it, and there's about 20 gold pieces Ooh, in there. big spender. Uh, I nod to the gentleman, pick up the coin purse, my glaive from behind me, and make my way out of the door. He business. reaches forward as you go to leave and grabs your arm and, like, spins you back around, and he says, I will give you double that to take care of the problem for me. Double this for take care of a problem. 
Alright, sir. I'll need, of course, half up front now. It is a very dangerous job, and the city guards have, you know, they've been cracking down on crime recently. He looks exasperated for a second. His face has gone, like, completely red with rage. And he reaches into his pockets and pulls out another 20 coins. He goes, as long as you get the job done, you get the other half on completion. Of course, sir. I'll bring you, let's say, his head. I think everything else will be a bit too gruesome. He says, thank you for understanding. And I look forward to seeing you in the near future. I nod to him and then continue my way out the door, transferring the two coin purses into my main coin purse. Awesome. Where do you head so after go- you get out of the tavern? On my way out of the tavern, I will go to the closest collection of beggars and give away five gold pieces among the lot. of They look at you very thankfully and with a look of recognition and appreciation because this isn't the first time you've done this. I smile and nod to them before I make my way towards the new festivities that I heard are going to be on today. Fantastic. So, with that, a commotion has caused much of the population to make their way to the square in front of the palace in the centre of the city. The three of you have sort of followed the crowd, some not intentionally, some just trying to blend in and go with the flow of the crowd so as as to not seem conspicuous. As you walk through the gates of the palace courtyard, you enter an extremely large open area with a stall set up along the east wall with various wares. You walk past a pair of guards manning the gate and watching the public vigilantly. Across the square to the south, you see two large statues alongside equally large stone pillars, framing the entrance to the palace. A line of guards is posted at the entrance to prevent entry to the commoners. As you all stand in the square, you see what has caused the crowds to gather. A gallows has been erected in the west of the main courtyard, where four prisoners have been lined up for execution. The device for the execution, however, has never been seen in this land before. A tall wooden structure holds an enormous steel blade that is suspended over a dozen feet above the ground. At the base of the contraption is a set of stocks, with room only for a prisoner's head to be placed directly in the path of the heavy metal blade. The captain of the guard, a tall high elf man of muscular stature, steps up on the platform wearing bright crimson armour with gold trimming and a colourful plume sticking out the top of his helmet. Is there anything you guys do as you enter the courtyard and you're seeing this mysterious contraption? Gareth will likely head towards the middle of the crowd, get a nice view of all everything that's going on while keeping a hand tight on his coin purse. Easy. Iluin is... Well, the way they got to the town square in the first place, they... Iluin was sort of... When she woke up from whatever the fuck had happened the night before, they felt unsure of what to do. They felt normal at the time, but they just... They didn't know how to explain what they felt. In a fit of confusion, they grabbed the nearest cape they could find with a hood and made their way out of the estate, finally to make their way to the town square. Now that Iloan's in the town square, I, she is kind of trying to keep a low profile hood covering up her face and ears as best as she can. Is there somewhere towards the back of the sort of crowd that they can, that Iloan can, you know, try and keep a low profile? Yeah, for sure. So in the back of the crowd, there are a lot of people here. So it's very easy to just sort of slip in the crowd. And if... There's lots of people wearing cloaks, so 
you wouldn't go notice just standing at the back of the crowd or even at the back of the square, just away from everybody. There's sort of a few people milling around the edges trying to stay out of other people's way. Easy done. Eilowen does just that. Eilowen stays up the back towards the wall. Um, but ke- but keeps looking towards this just this new thing happening in front of the crowd. It's 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 kind of piqued her interest. Easy. What's uh, Serafina up to? Yeah. Um, she's a little bit confused by all of this. I I haven't seen this contraption before, and I I don't know if anybody else has either. I mean, this is all new to me. Kind of with the way that the crowd's gathering, I'm not complaining about the numbers or the people. I think I want to make my way sort of to the side of the crowd it's a good enough view but it's not in the middle and it's not at the back if anything goes wrong it's it's just kind of off to the side kept to myself for sure cool so seraphine is off standing to the side of the crowd um you look back towards the captain of the guard and he begins to read out the charges the men and women you see before you loyal citizens are all members of the notorious gang that calls themselves the Badass dark specters of Menegrond? Why, that's far too long. We shall call them the BDSM gang for short. I didn't know we were that kind of podcast. Okay. I don't know (laughs) if that's appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) He starts reading out the charges. First, we have Mr. Othello Graff for the charges of document forgery and grand theft carriage. The kingdom... Has found you guilty and sentenced you to die. Second, we have Mr. Douglas Graves for the charges of cemetery defamation and second degree murder. The kingdom has found you guilty and sentenced you to die. Third, we have Ms. Robin Banks for the charges of armed robbery and second degree murder. The kingdom has found you guilty and sentenced I you see to what's die. Happening here. <laughs> I'm, I'm noticing <laughs> the pattern. <laughs> and finally, we have Mrs. Dynamite. For the charges of trafficking dangerous explosives and armaments for criminal use, the kingdom has found you guilty and sentenced you to die. He motions towards the large contraption on the platform and he says, Your deaths will be through the means of execution. You will be placed into the stocks underneath the guillotine where the blade will be dropped onto your neck, beheading you like so. And as he said this, the captain of the guard nods towards the cloaked executioner uh, who places a large melon within the stocks in the path of the blade. He steps away, pulls a lever, and the blade plummets down towards the fruit, slicing it cleanly and violently in half. Many people shriek and gasp, and many jaws are agape at the wonder of this marvel of modern technology. The guard turns back towards the prisoners and says, may the gods have mercy on your souls. Jinkies. How do you guys react to seeing the violent display of the, the guillotine at work? Guillotine? Sounds French. <laughs> That's it. That's all Gareth says. Guillotine. What? <laughs> um, Eilwen hasn't seen anything like this before, even with the advancements in technology that they've been checking out um, in books and that that and thereabouts. So Eilwen's kind of like, oh my goodness, seems a bit excessive. <laughs> Would Eilwen have ever seen a public execution before? Eilwen has definitely seen a hanging or two. Uh, without without realizing what's going on, when when Eilwen would sit up in her at at her balcony and just kind of watch on, um, she'd think that there was a festival or something with the crowd, and then very very readily notice that someone is hung by the neck. So I feel like Eilwen's seen a hanging, but definitely not a beheading. 
Would Serafina have ever seen a execution before being from the commune? Um, probably not an execution. Definitely like acts of like maybe violence. Kind of kind of in my trauma era and a little bit numb to it all right now and think it's more like more still laughing at the names and how it was almost <laughs> fated that they would commit these crimes. So just as the captain walks away from the guillotine and starts walking away from the platform and turns his back on the prisoners, a huge explosion completely obliterates the palace gates and blasts out the windows of the palace. The fireball and rubble engulf and kill many of the guards that were posted at the gate. And two dozen masked men and women storm through the breach, wielding flintlock pistols and weapons of every variety. What are you guys going to do? Let me just show you guys all the enemies on roll 20. Yes, very good for our podcast. Yeah, that's a great visual bit. Wow. <laughs> hey, we use the tools we have available to us, all right? Yeah, and the audience is going to love that. <laughs> it's, it's fine. Okay, so on your screens, dear players, you will now see there are 24 masked men and women who have just stormed into the courtyard. The four guards who were posted along the wall are... Um, they've gone night-night forever. Night-night forever. <laughs> so, uh, eternal sleepy time. We could say BDSM, but we can't say that someone died. <laughs> What's going on? I don't know, man. It's I, your battles. Hey, are we just, MA or hey, are we PG? Hey, I just work here, okay? <laughs> all right. We all work here. So... You see a bunch of rapscallions and thugs walk into the courtyard. How are you guys reacting to this? There's Serafina, who is very, very close by because they broke into the wall that was about 20 feet to your side. Uh, Gareth is in the middle of the crowd and Eilowin is standing off the back uh, to the east of the crowd. Uh, what do you guys do? How do you guys react? I am like immensely regretting my choice of placement right about now. <laughs> um, this was this was not a, a great spot to, to stand in, even though the view is great. Really, with all with all the hustle and bustle, everybody in the in the crowd is a little bit shook. But I think they're mostly confused. I think I almost want to head into the crowd a little bit further and away from whatever is happening. Yeah, fantastic. So how far are you going to move and where to? There aren't... In terms of D&D, it's kind of weird because there aren't very many free spaces on the board that you could move to. There's uh, two spaces that are diagonal to the north and the south of Gareth that you could move to. Yeah, so I'm thinking... I've moved there, so I'm, I'm, I'm standing, you know, diagonal to Gareth now, quite close. Definitely in the crowd, but not, not too far in. You know, I haven't shuffled too deep. Awesome. Cool, cool, cool. So basically, you guys all get one sort of action to do before these guys start doing whatever they're doing here. So you get one, like, reaction kind of, before they start um, doing their thing. Since I was already posted up the back of the crowd, I kind of look out at these, the, the two dozen, uh, what's the right word? Bad guys. Surfs. <laughs> Naughty people. Ah, you've got to... The naughty that boys. N-O-R-T-Y. Naughty boys. Um, boys. That is their I, I kind of well, I freak out a little <laughs> bit. I'm like, Eilowin's like, I don't want to be part of this. So Eilowin kind of shuffles their way into the crowd just a little bit, just to make sure. They don't know what's going on. They haven't been outside of their estate ever. As far as they're concerned, these could be the people taking them back home. So Eilowin's 
just kind of like, like this, and moves in, <laughs> moves into the crowd. Yeah, so there is a space to the southeast of either Gareth or southeast of Serafina. So they're the two free spots that you would have available within your I, I move in southeast to Serafina. That way it okay. looks like a triangle. Again, visual bit. Eloin shuffles in closer to the to the people that look like they know what they're doing. In terms of like, if this were an anime and you're trying to pick out the stand users, we're the stand users. So okay, I'm like, they have colourful hair. They look like they know what they're doing. So I kind of shuffle in with them. Uh, Obviously, no. I don't know if they have colourful hair. <laughs> Not this but, guy. <laughs> no, but like, you know, the visual. I'm, I'm trying to be visual, right? <laughs> okay. So the guards see all do of this get, happening. Do I not get one? I am so I sorry. Continue. Gareth can sit still and keep his mouth shut, okay? And, no, and none for Damon. <laughs> Bye-bye. Shut the fuck up. You don't have the talking stick. <laughs> shut the fuck up. No. What does Gareth do? You have the talking stick. Um, Can I roll perception to see if there are any civilians that got injured in the explosion? Yes, go for it. Roll perception. Never mind. I got a two, and I have a. Uh, I have a plus three, so I got a five. Yeah. So you think the guards next to the gate could be dead? There are several chunks from their body missing, but you know they could be alive. There's a possibility. Ah. Uh, they'll be fine. There's <laughs> there's a lot. They'll be fine. Does Gareth do anything else? Gareth is just going to prepare to fight because he feels like he's not going to be able to get out of here without having to fight somebody. Fair enough. So the captain of the guard looks over. He's got that that really like cartoonish sort of like expression <laughs> and he's like pointing over it as the explosion goes off. He like turns and faces the the, the bandits, the, the naughty boys with a... Fuck, don't use that. <laughs> He turns and faces the bandits with a gobsmacked expression on his face. Takes a second and then just like comes to and points towards him. He's like, all right, stop them. They're here for the prisoners. And all of the guards start running towards the the bandits at the gate, trying to fend off the attack and protect the general public. But you get the sense more to protect the, the rich people than the, the commoners. I see. Then it is the bandits' turn. Are we in initiative already? Well, you guys haven't started fighting anyone yet, so that is entirely up to you. Let's just stand here and watch this entire encounter go on without having any input from us. <laughs> they can fight and I can stand next to them and watch. Oh, wait, hang on. Are we going to get copyright stricken for that? <laughs> Maybe. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, a group of bandits on the west side? The west side bandits. Start, um, oh, we're definitely getting <laughs> copyright stricken for whoever the fuck that is. About five of them start heading over to the stage and making their way up the stairs on their way to encounter the guards there as well as the captain. The general public, you're just kind of like freaking out, looking to the guards like, what do we do? And they start running. Some of them start trying to run, but between them and the gate is several bandits and guards. So they can't really get anywhere. What are you guys doing? Are you joining in the fray? Um, you guys see that bandits are heading to try and free the prisoners. Um, you're kind of stuck in between a stampede of people at the moment. I was going to make a Jumanji joke. I win. definitely going to have some copyright issues. <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? <laughs> um, Eilwyn doesn't know what to do whatsoever, but they have this kind of weird 
feeling in their chest like they should do something. So Eilwen kind of just gets this gut urge to hold their arms out sort of in front of them while this feeling surges in their chest like that's going to help anything. Make? But they... Sorry, continue. No, no, you want to talk. Your Make turn. Make a dexterity check for me. Okay. Dexterity save. Dexterity save? Things. Yeah. Dexterity ah. save. I know how words work. All right. Seven plus one. That's eight. <laughs> That's not going to cut it. So <sighs> there is a wave of civilians, I guess, that are all panicking and trying to get away from the explosion that's just gone off and the rubble that's still finally raining down. And you get shoved through the back of the crowd and you end up on your ass, like out the back. And you see one of the bandits spot you and your hood comes down. Oh God. My hood comes right down and the long flowing gray hair that should be there for a high elf has been shorn off my head, which I'll get into another time, I'm sure. But the long hair that should be there is a really badly cut pixie cut. And I hope to God that that doesn't give away my position if these bandits are sent by my family. So because you've been spotted, uh, let me just roll this guy's wisdom or intelligence. Do I have a chance to cower? Do I have a chance to kind of hold my arms up and be like, ah. He He recognizes you. Oh, Not damn recognizes it. you, but he can tell you're high elf. So. Right. Okay, that can't be good. Yeah. Go ahead and roll initiative for me. <laughs> All of us? Oh or... my fuck. All right. Yep. Cool. Whatever. Currently, Eilowen is the only one who's been spotted. Make a perception check for me, the two ah. of you. Gareth and yep. Serafina. Ulterior to that, my initiative is 13. After looking nice. at those guards, I turn and get a 22. <laughs> Opposite end of the spectrum. Whoa. <laughs> Big swinger um, over here. You see very clearly that someone, a not unpretty person, has been thrown out of the back of the crowd and their hood comes down and you see pointy ears and the giveaway signs of a high elf. And you also see that the bandits have now taken a significant interest in this person. Blake? Yeah. An explosion's just gone off, and you're kind of like, wow, fireworks. A two. What did you get for your perception? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a nat one yes. plus one? Yeah, you're like, wow, pretty colors. Oh, actually, the motherfucker got the It least. was a one <laughs> plus two, and I have a, a minus one on wisdom. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So... You don't know what the fuck's going on. You're just kind of like an explosion went off. You don't even register that it was an explosion. You're just kind of like, what was that noise? Shapes and oh colors. <laughs> Shapes and colors. You know what? It, no, you know what it is. You're still staring at the guillotine and being like, what the fuck is Bro, this what thing? What is that? That's crazy. <laughs> just not aware of the people getting killed around them. <laughs> not even, not a, like, head empty, no thoughts. The lights are on at no one's home. <laughs> um, so, Gareth, you've noticed. Uh, Eilowen is in a bit of trouble. What are you I noticed the high elf that looks nothing like the way a high elf should be acting and just immediately go over to lend them a hand because this kid needs some help. Legend. Awesome. Uh, you can Denver, also roll initiative for me. Okay, so I won't move my character yet then. I'll leave him in his little spot. Um, you can move because this is a kind of like a free action. You can move, but at what cost? Very, very dirty 20. 
He's a dirty boy. A very dirty, a dirty boy. <laughs> a dirty boy. He's a bad boy. He's a naughty boy. Oh my god. <laughs> I see a running joke. Podcast episode name? <laughs> <laughs> episode one. Naughty boy. Is Serafina doing anything? I mean, I'm still checking out this this guillotine, <laughs> and like, there's, there's so many people. Like, this is just whoa, so much happening. Um, really, just taking in everything that's going on around me. Um, probably like bracing a little bit because there's quite a bit of movement, bit of bit of shuffling around. Um, but not really, not really sure what's going on. Um, you you kind of in your like eighty yeah yeah like just just like just staring at the gear and like, darting the, the eyes around, taking it all in, but like not actually processing everything. Alrighty, so that brings us back to the guards for now. You guys will get your turns in the initiative next time, <sighs> next Rude. round. The guards on the stage are going to make their way to block the bandits from coming up. Uh, um. You see a couple of the guards have taken out some of the bandits with, like, short bows. So, like, a couple have died. Oh, it was their anniversary. And, but, oh, that just made it sad. <laughs> Damon. <laughs> Stop giving my bad guys backstories. You'll just make it no. worse for yourselves. <laughs> He's just going to bring it back. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no. Um, a couple of bandits died. Now the bandits turn. The guards are just sort of trying to protect the crowd as much pos as possible and uh, trying to get rid of the threat. The bandits, the ones heading up to the stage, um, are supported by a few firing bows or back a bit further, and they manage to take out two of the guards up on the stage. They take them out for a nice dinner. Um, Taking caviar, okay. or are we thinking uh, right. more like dinner in a movie. <laughs> Now, do they know how to eat caviar is my question. The bandits? Absolutely not. They're just shoveling it in with uh, their, their hands <laughs> and their fingers. From a trough? Yeah. From a trough? We're, we're grown adults, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We not, are not, grown adults. Not right now. <laughs> <laughs> not right now, babe. I'm eating my caviar with my... By the fistful. And it's, I squeezed in my hand and it pops like fucking boba. What's wrong, babe? You've barely touched your trough caviar. <laughs> <laughs> another thing that happens is there's a very very big bandit that just kind of picks up one of the guards and throws him into the crowd and seraphina make a deck save for me Ooh. eight Ooh, rough. Mm. that's an eight um so <laughs> it's like a human domino line the guard sort of like hits the first person in the crowd and then they hit the next person and then they hit the next person it's kind of like the first two rows of the crowd fall over, and then one of them falls into Serafina and knocks her to the ground as well. You have a look around you, and you finally see what's going on. You realize that a lot of people are dying around you. Yep. Yeah, wow. I mean, I'm on my cool. ass now, so it's, you know, the view from down here, it's great. It's great. I love, I love booty <laughs> cheeks in my face. <laughs> uh, Don't do this back at the commune. <laughs> I can stop. At the top of initiative, it is Gareth's turn. Ah, wonderful. So, so far, I've just seen a half-elf hit the ground and a high-elf hit the ground, and I'm the only one standing out of the three of us, correct? Currently, yes. Wonderful. You've um, also just witnessed two rows of the crowd hit the deck as well. Yeah, civilians. <laughs> Acceptable casualties. It happens. Um, <laughs> how far away am I from the big guy who just tossed people? 25 feet. So I could theoretically run up to the big in guy English, who just tossed people. 
This is D and D. We run off feet, even though we everyone knows the metric is better. Kate, what did you just say? In English, no. In D and D, we use freedom measurements. Freedom measurements. If it makes it any better, at least it's not French, because feet is peds, uh, and it'd be 25 peds. I don't know how I feel about that. Within 100 peds of other yeah. schools, or... Peds. Okay. The big guy... The bigger... The... He <laughs> 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 oh. said the worst thing. Oh, God. Fuck it. The oh, big oh. guy is 25 peds away from you. No. Oh, for fuck's sake. Um, I'll run up. <laughs> um, alright, I run up to the big guy, just run straight forward, uncaring if I run into anybody, pull out he's my- He's just a big boy. a big lad. He's a big fella. There's nothing wrong with that, he's just yeah, a big he's lad. Yeah, he's greens. Ah, he um, he's milk. just big bone. <laughs> what are you pulling out? We didn't pack rations, not a fat shaming <laughs> podcast. What are you pulling out? I'm gonna use the glaive that I've been holding this entire time. <laughs> Big old spear with a sword blade on it. Um, no. and swing at him. But, positive is, mm. I can stay 10 feet away from him and still smack his ass. Nice. So I run 20 feet go forward. Ahead and make attack roll. A, 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 an attack roll? What did I say? An attack would roll. An attack would roll like this and get another dirty 20. <laughs> Uh, uh, that's, that's gonna <laughs> hit. Okay. Wonderful. Disc. And now, I roll my little dreidel. Um, too many sides. Never mind. I got 12 damage to the big well, boy. Damage to the big boy. Uh, well done. That's damage. a nice chunk of damage. That's a Is lot of damage. Else? That's a lot of damage. He's gonna need more than flex tape to fix that one. Is there anything else you can do? Any bonus actions, or is that your turn? Uh, I believe that's my turn, in full honesty. I don't think I have any bonus actions. No, I don't have anything I can do at this point. Before we go any further, Blake, can you real quick roll initiative for me? That's okay. I didn't realize you hadn't yet. Oh. Dean. Beautiful. In that case, it is now your turn. I mean, I feel like step one is get up from being on my ass. Half your movement? Um, Fair. Yeah, yeah, so it's half, half your movement to not be blind. Um, Serafina can now move 15 feet because yep. you used half of your movement speed to um, get up. So that'll get you to the edge of the crowd in any direction. Or deeper into the crowd. If I that's think, what you want to do. I think I'm just going to move sort of out of the crowd to the side, sort of behind everybody else and away from the um, the violence. Yeah, not really, not really sure what, like, what to do. I'm still a little bit... Still a little bit shook by everything going on. I don't really know, like, who t to be attacking in all of this. If I was to step in, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna scooch on right over here. Cool. So you're like at the yeah. southerly yep. end of the the crowd there. Awesome. Um, not taking any actions or anything. Just kind of chilling for now. Yeah, just mostly watching. Alrighty then. It is now the guards' turn. They keep moving forward, trying to get in front of the crowd. The two down on the south end of the crowd are just trying to keep, like, the crowd calm uh, as to not create more human stampedes and that sort of thing. The last guard on the stage besides the captain is going to attack one of the bandits. He manages to take out one of them, but there is he's still severely outnumbered. The captain throws a hand axe and manages to take out another of them. And the guards in the crowd 
managed to kill another bandit over here. Where, but where there is still killed, severely, sorry? they are still severely outnumbered. Oh yeah, over here. Oh yeah. <laughs> over near the gate, where like it's yes. I have a Use visual the thing in front of words, me, and you know, this is you, an you auditory podcast. Uh, so in the north, next to the gate where the big explosion just happened and there's the big crowd of bad guys with weapons. That's where one of them died. Everybody clap for the Thank DM. You. Thank you very much. I'm totally putting like Good. a crowd applause sound effect in there. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Eilowen, it is your turn. Uh, well, I'm still on the ground, aren't I? So since I'm still yes. on the ground, I kind of yes. have to... I try to get up as best as I can, but I'm going to spend half my movement to get up but with this bandit in front of me, I'm kind of fearful of what's going to happen. I've still got that weird feeling in my chest, so I kind of hold my arms out in front of me in like a bracing move and pray to God that nothing happens. So he's still about 20 feet away from you to the north. 20... Sorry, 20 freedom units 20, yeah, yeah, okay. away from you. 20 feet? <laughs> 20 eagles. <laughs> 20 eagle screeches. <laughs> <laughs> So the bandits are about 20 feet away from you still. Uh, he's just got his eyes on you, uh, and he sees you watching him watching you. Oh, my um, God. He looks at me, and I look at him. <laughs> <laughs> I Well, now we're having a staring contest, just trying to figure out what's going on. So I still have this weird feeling in my chest. So in a weird feeling, I hold my arms out once again to try and just hold my arms out towards him kind of like a stay back sort of thing because I know I feel like he's about to charge at me or take me away or do something so I hold my roll, arms out yep roll a constitution save constitution I'll constitute your choose <laughs> that is a 19 plus that's a dirty 20 my friends it's another naughty another boy. naughty boy a naughty 20 that's a disgusting 20 oh, we go. Well, what uh, does that give me nothing happens oh you've still got this feeling in your chest but like nothing happens this time nothing happens this time this time um with that it is now the bandits turn oh, all right leave me hanging so the bandits that are over near the door, who are behind the crowd, murk the two guards that are standing there. There's now no guards protecting anyone on this side. It's bad. It's a bloodbath. You get it. Another, the guard that is diagonal to you, Gareth, turns to face you, and he's going to take a swing because he took a big chunk out of his friend. Oh, that's Shit. a 19. What's your AC? I, uh... 13's higher than right than 19, right? Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. Let me go ahead and roll damage for that one. You take three damage as he swings ah. his scimitar down at you and, like, slashes you across the chest. No, not, not the scimitar. scimitar. I'll skim your time. It just skims across your chest. Oh, great. It just skims across my chest now, does it? <laughs> the next thing that happens is a guard from the back joins the guard in front who's looking at Eilowin. They sort of tap each other on the shoulder and point towards you. And both of them start moving in your direction, Isla. Good. Not good. By guard, do you mean Not bandit? Good. Bandit, yes, bandit. The bad guard. Oh, God. The bad guard. The naughty, naughty boys. The naughty boys. They were boys. naughty boys. <laughs> naughty, naughty, you're teasing me. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, so the guards on the stage have kind of... Fuck, I did it again. The bandits on the stage. Wow. Uh, 
are now wow. up on the stage because they killed the guard, not the bandits, the guards. Two of them make their way to confront the guard captain, and the other two uh, begin freeing the prisoners. With that, <laughs> we go back to Gareth. All right, so I was just smacked. Uh, sorry, I was just skimmed with the yes. scimitar. How by, dare. By the naughty, naughty boys. By the naughty, naughty boys. <laughs> okay. I'm going to continue using my glaive, but instead of swinging at the big boy, once again, I'm going to swing at the man who just swung at me. Let's see okay. if I do anything. Uh, what do I add? That is a nine. Unfortunately, that does not hit. So you swing your glaive towards him. He sort of just like ducks out the way and it just like glances off his armor on his arm. Ah. That's a thing. His, his arm armor. His pauldron? His greaves? Yeah, that one. Pauldron. Pauldron, Pol pauldron is one. shoulder. The shoulder one. The shoulder I was just going to call it armor. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> what else? Are you doing anything else? Have you got a bonus action? Um, or... Do I use my bonus? Do I use second wind now or do I save second? I'm not going to use a bonus action and I'm going to end my turn because if I move, I'm going to get opportunity attack. Okay. Um, that makes it Seraphina's turn. Like, I'm still pretty well kept out of this this uh, bloodshed. Um, I don't think there's any eyes on me as like a, a threat from from either side, but there's definitely stuff happening. I think I'm just gonna like pull out my little my little pair of daggers, my little little knives. Um, tiny knives. My tiny. Yes. My knife. Oh God. Oh, uh. <laughs> just a disappointed sigh across the board. Everyone heard them say. Uh. Um, after seeing sort of all of this, I think I'm just going to move, like, a smidge toward the only other, like, elf that I can see. That's, yeah, Bonky that's probably dog. kind of it for me. I'm going to stand right next to you, Kate. Okay. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna chill. We're going to be elfy friends. Elfy friends. We're not going to, everything's going to be so fine. Do you do anything when you get to Eilowin, like, try and hold their hand I or think, something? I think, like, I'll, I'll probably, like, give a little tap on the shoulder and sort of, try and share like a, a look of connection being like i got you back i got you bro <laughs> i don't know if it's i don't know if it's like reciprocated but i'm definitely giving off like comfort energy as much as i can it's radiating um either one either turns back to look I, at whoever just tapped them roller roller wisdom <laughs> save me oh for yeah. fuck this is gonna well, this is gonna determine whether or not i appreciate it or i just fire out and hit you eight not funny Plus, oh, eight plus two—that's ten. Middle ground. Okay, so you don't—you're you, not going to do what I was planning, but you swing an elbow around and it clocks uh, Serafina in the jaw. Uh, Serafina take like one damage. Oh, what? Can oh. I—can uh, I have a moment of like I freak out? Obviously, I freak out because like someone touched me and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm sorry. Yeah, absolutely. That's a free action. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Aww. Nathan, why would you do that? We're chilling. Holding your nose while it pours There's blood. There's a lot going on. <laughs> There's a lot do. going on. You've got two bandits coming towards you and you don't know what they're going to do. There was an explosion and then someone tapped you on the shoulder. It was, it's it a was jump too much. scare. <laughs> We're playing Five Nights at Freddy's? What is it? <laughs> so that was Serafina's turn. Now it's the guards. God. Are you sure it's the yes, guys? It's this not time? the bandits. It's the guards. The bandits go last. The bad guards go last. 
The captain of the guard turns to the bandits on stage and takes a big old swing at this little, at the little guy. There is a little guy and a less little guy and completely like takes an arm off and he's down. Guards at the bottom of the crowd see that their friends are kind of dying and start moving forward to the front of the stage to try and help the captain. The guy at the back of the crowd starts running past the two of you to try and help out with the bandit situation there. And he's going to take his swing and stab the guy, but the guy doesn't go down. So he's still alive. The guards in front of the palace are kind of just watching carefully with crossbows at the ready. They don't want to hit the general public, but if anyone tries to attack the palace, then they're, they're going to start some shit. And that makes it Iloan's turn. Turn, that's me. Um, I still have this weird feeling in my chest kind of brewing and brewing and brewing, and I don't know what to do. Um, how far away is the bandit in front of me? They're like five feet, but they're coming towards you. Okay, um, kind of in a bracing movement, I still feel this feeling in my chest. So I hold my hand out and I feel this, once I hold my hand out, I feel this feeling build in my chest, bubble and bubble. And it's almost like it shoots out from my chest, up my arm and out my hand in this weird bluish light. And I don't know what it's called, but there's something in my head that tells me that it's Eldritch Blast. Go ahead and make an attack roll. Woo! Um, what is that? D20? Yeah. D20. Wah! Five. Plus four. That's nine. Unfortunately, wait, hang on. I did the whole mix up. I clicked on the guard instead of the bandit. Yeah, that no, that doesn't hit. Oh, damn it. Very close, I, but it does not hit. I did all that for so, nothing. The Eldritch Blast collides with his chest and he gets rocked backwards a little bit and you see a look of shock on his face because you know for a fact, Eldritch Blast is not a spell that magic users are allowed to use. I kind of look, so, look at him and I look at my hand and I go... What the? What did they just do? What did they just do? <laughs> Who am I? So he looks at you. He looks at his buddy. Looks at the guy behind him. Gives them a nod, and they all start coming towards. Oh, that—that's the opposite of what I wanted to happen. God damn it! And is that your turn? That's my. It turn. is now the bandit's turn. Um. You sure it's a bandit? Yes. Not the. You sure, it's not the guard's turn. Yes, the guards are before Iloan. The bandits are after Iloan. <laughs> I know. Yes, it is the. Bandit's turn. I nearly said guards because of you, motherfucker. Ladies and gentlemen, we are a very serious podcast. We like to <laughs> think we take this seriously. The bandits move forward to where Iloan and Serafina are, and the two guards. There's about four of them. Two of them take out the two guards that were there, so there are now le uh, two less uh, somewhat friendly people next to you guys. And the other two take a dive towards Iloan. Iloan, can you please make two separate contested athletic saves for me? Yes, boss. All right. Ooh, that's a one. That's the least. <laughs> and... Uh, it, it, it don't matter. Oh, mama. It don't oh, matter. Oh, but, but, but my second one was a 20. Minus one, which is a 19. Okay, but you rolled a nat one on one Oh uh, Well, them. but I rolled it. But crit, crit for so crit. So you know what happened? You know what happens? What? It's like full Neo from the Matrix. The first guy dives for you and you like go back. You don't even know how you're standing. So like you lean backwards. The guy goes straight over your head. It's impossible. You completely defy the laws of physics. And you stand up like, did you guys just fucking see that? Did you guys see what I just did? And then smack, you get blindsided by the second guy. That's wonderful. I love this. Um, so you are now pinned to the ground by a big burly bandit. Oh, big burly bandit. It's gonna be my stripper name. Uh oh, <laughs> please welcome to the stage, Big Bandit. Bandit. I love the. Really? 
I was gonna say alliteration. I, I just forgot. I forgot the word for alliteration because I'm a little bit stupid. Anyway. Oh, and I didn't even realize I did that. He's a, he's a poet and he doesn't even know it. The bandits up on the right. platform. So there's the captain of the guard rat. He's kind of the only one left on the stage. Yeah, he no longer has legs. Ooh. Oh no. He's supposed to have Where'd legs. they go? About 30 feet across the platform. 30 feet or like so approximately he... like six washing machines? <laughs> About two A10 okay, warthogs. Cool. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Maybe six <laughs> AR-15s. We're trying to appeal to the American audience. <laughs> but the two bandits here, they successfully free the first two prisoners. Uh, if nothing gets done to stop them, then the other two will be free next round as well. The two prisoners that have just been freed start making their way towards the gate now that there are no guards standing in their way. And that brings us back to Gareth. Um, Gareth is going to see that... The elf, who he already clocked as this kid needs help, has just been pinned down. So he's going to turn around and go and lend a hand back there. He's going to move back, because he's not currently fighting anybody, and take a swing at the guy that's pinning Eilwyn. Do I get advantage on this or disadvantage because mm. it's a grapple? Hang on, let me, let me rules check. Grappled creature's speed becomes zero, and it can't benefit from any bonuses to its speed. The condition ends if the grappler is incapacitated. The condition also ends if an effect removes the grappler creature. It doesn't give me advantage okay. or disadvantage. Take a swing for me at this, this dude. I'm gonna take a swing. I got an eight. Ah, uh, that misses. Are you sure? Do you want to check your math so, again? Um, maybe? <laughs> an eight. Yep. All right, carry the one. Uh, yeah, that's a miss. Shit, all right. Math um, laid on so, our hands. <laughs> Um, you swing your glaive at him and he sort of ducks under it and you miss. Nothing spectacular happens, but is that your turn? I'm going to... Yeah, that's pretty much all I can fucking do, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I miss my swing trying to get the guy off of Eilwyn and then I'm going to second wind. I don't know how we're going to fucking flavor that, but... I'm a heel, my boy. He takes a big, deep breath in, and... <laughs> Whatever enters his gaping more when he breathes in is not in his control. This Kirby just... <laughs> <laughs> Whatever food flies in heals him up. Two points. <laughs> There's, like, a, um, one of the crowd that is so scared that he throws his donut, and it just, like, gets caught in the slipstream of your big breath in and gets sucked into your stomach. Ah, delicious. Um, this really is American. I turn. didn't realize there were cops in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that's the end of my turn. So how much does the second wind heal you? Two points, so I'm back at 20. Nice. That makes it Seraphina's turn. Just to recap, the person in front of you has just been tackled, and the guy who was kind of protecting you to uh, just failed epically. I, I came back to help them. Don't 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 be like I, that. I I really I'm not I'm not fucking with this uh with this grappling happening. I'm I'm gonna go after the um bandit, the bad boy that's uh that's got my elf. It's got my elf friend. Yep. What are you gonna uh, what what are you gonna go, do? Go, got my got my little daggers. I'm just gonna try and give him a little little shish kebab moment. Easy. Go ahead and roll an attack for me. Do I get to do Do I get to do both? Seeing as I got both daggers out. Do you have two weapon fighting? Should do. Yeah, I should. That is a miss on both. Well, it's it's the thought that counts. The the spirit was there. With Eilowen's free hand, she uh, holds holds up a thumb. <laughs> this is kind of like 
Just a yeah, thumbs I'm just, up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call for a bonus action to just cry. Bonus <laughs> <laughs> action. That's a free Crouch action. and weep. You can do that. Yep. Yep. Cool. So now it's the guard's turn. The, are you sure it's the guards? Yes. yes. We've been over this. The guards go before Ilo and the bandits go after Ilo. <laughs> There's not a lot of guards left. They're not having a good day. The guard captain sort of like pulls himself onto his stumps and is like, we need more guards in here. And like the guard in front of the stage runs towards the palace. Well, that doesn't make sense. He's super far away. One of the guards in front of the gate runs inside to you guys assume get some backup is gone but the other guards in front of the palace start moving forward but they're a little bit far away to get anywhere in the current uh movement something's preventing them from moving the whole way up guard in front of the stage jumps up and tries to attack one of the bandits but he doesn't get very far Ilowen, it is your it's turn it's me and mine um am i still on the floor you are on i'm floor. on the floor is someone still on top of me yeah Eilerman tries to push as hard as they can to get this person off of them, this bandit off of them. Don't want any tea! Right, another <laughs> athletics. Athletics? Yeah! Oh no! Oh, that's an 11. That's a natural Fucking point. hell! So, as you go to push, he does like this, the weirdest fucking judo flip thing you've ever oh, seen uses your momentum to take you both to your feet. In that move, he's brought a dagger up to your throat and is kind of just like walking you backwards. I just again. concede. I'm like, I can't do what I'm trying to do. So I'm, I just, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll listen. I'll listen. Under his breath, you just hear him say, stop what? fighting me. It's like, it's just gonna be I worse, am a little man. taken aback by that, but I do what he says because he's got a knife to my goddamn throat. So Eilowen's like, okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening. Okay, so you guys are backing up towards the Gate, you are now standing upright again. Eilowen, you're in a little bit of trouble. I can tell. Now it's the bandits' oh turn, not the guards, the bandits. Um, y'all are going to keep moving back towards the gate. And yeah, seeing that you guys were kind of helping Eilowen out, uh, the bandits are going to rush forward. One of them's going to take a dive at our dear Gareth. Oh no. Gareth, make a... Dexterity save for me. Dexterity. Oh no, that's not the one I'm good at. Ah, uh, it's only a plus two. Rough row. Gotta be. Um. <laughs> so that's a seven. <laughs> yeah. The dice don't. You get me. crash tackled by this bandit. Ah, fuck. <laughs> yeah. So you're on the ground. Um. Another bandit is going to run over. He's got a dagger to your throat as well, and they both pull you up and start walking you towards the door. All right, gentlemen, gentlemen, I need to be hasty here. Yeah, so Gareth, you're also in a bit of trouble. Um, the bandits on the stage manage to get over and free the last two prisoners. This guy gets rid of the last guard on the stage. Sorry, the guy who was fighting the guard before gets rid of the last guy on stage. I know I'm excellent at this whole auditory platform thing. The last two prisoners are free. They start making a run for it as well. They're all heading towards the gate and the bandits are sort of looking around at each other like their job is almost finished. Almost? What, what else do they need? It's not, all, oh it's not done yet. You gotta get everyone out. You gotta make sure nobody dies. Well, a bit late, but anyway. Now it is Gareth's turn. Um, is Gareth gonna try and escape? Ooh, 
Gareth is going to try to intimidate them to letting me go. I'm going to try and be spooky. I'm going to try and scare them so they let go of my arm. What do you say to intimidate? Um, Gareth turns to the one who's holding a knife to his throat. His eyes turn, his pupils turn to slits and his fangs descend as he looks down at this guy and just says, let me go. Roll intimidation with advantage. All right, so that's a 19. And that's a nat 20. This guy's so afraid. He lets go and his friend is kind of just like, what the fuck are you doing? And the dude just runs for the door. Can I do anything else or is that my action? I think that's your action. Damn, okay. But you now you no longer have anyone who's... Uh, Pressing a knife to my throat. You. Yeah. I still have somebody grabbing me, don't, don't I? Since you said there was two people holding me? Yes. There is one guy with his arm on your wrist, but he didn't exactly see what was happening. Um, Serafina, it is your turn. Someone has your I think friend. I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna stick with my elf friend. I'm gonna scooch on over, see if I can scooch through this little, pass some dead bodies, and you know, sort of um, head toward Eilowen. Um, I think after my, after my terrible, terrible attempt at any sort of violence, I think I'm gonna try and like reach for her and see if I can get her out of this situation. Try and get her out of the hold. Okay. So, Eilowen does have a dagger to her throat, just a word of warning. Oh, so true. So true. Forgot about that part. Um, but you can go ahead and roll a dexterity with disadvantage. Light of hand. Let's go athletics. That one. Right, bro. Is that a nap? Yeah. Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's the least. Okay. I'm having a bad so time. You, that's okay. You reach for the guy's arm. And as your hand touches his arm, the bandit behind you, you see a dagger come in front of your own throat and you're, and he just says, not so fast. And yeah, so now you have a dagger to match Oh my god, twins! I look over at Serafina and I'm like, oh my god, matching. <laughs> Lay. G Gareth just looks at the two of them just like, oh, what have I signed myself up for? <laughs> yeah, there are like no guards at all left. The only two guards left are the ones that are guarding the palace and have sort of moved away. They've realized this fight isn't there going their way and they back right up to the- Cowards! Because it's their job to protect the king. Valid. Not die. Yep. Valid. Eilowen, now it's your turn. Are you just listening to I listen to the dude. I, I I feel like I can't- I, I, I don't have that bubbling feeling in my chest anymore, so I, I feel like I can't- do anything so i just i just kind of have to stand there and take it i just ugh, i don't know what to do so i i, I stay quiet and i look over at seraphina and i'm like just do what he says Alrighty, so the guard brings you a little bit closer towards the door and you're in a wee bit of trouble the bandit's turn seraphina also gets dragged towards the door by her bandit friend Another three bandits come out, including the big boy who we I should have killed him when I had the chance. You are now surrounded by three guys, including the big boy. The guy who you scared off is run outside the door. The two try and dogpile you, and the big guy just tries to pick you up and carry you out the door. Uh, Go ahead and roll three athletics. Th that's, I feel like this is a bit uncalled for, my uh, dear friend. Uh, what's my athletics? Plus four. Maybe. That's an 8. That's a 12. And that's a 15. He got a... Big guy got a 16. So close! 
So as you're fighting off the two smaller guys, one jumps at you, you like throw him to the ground. The other one jumps at you and you kind of like suplex him. But while you're mid suplex, you feel a big pair of burly arms go around your waist and hey, just like pick hey, you up. Hey. <laughs> and you know, like Princess Fiona in Shrek. I need a bit more detail than that. In the first Shrek movie, when they first rescued Princess Fiona, he's like, I'm no one's messenger boy. I'm a delivery boy. And then he hooks her up and puts, oh, and puts her on his shoulder. Hanging there like a sack of potatoes. You're Princess Fiona in this situation. So now you are also on your way to the door and you are right up next to your two elf friends now. That will make it your turn, but I don't know if there's much you can do. With the three of you captured, the bandits take you outside of the palace. One of them yells into everybody else that it's time to go. Everybody needs to get out of here. The four prisoners make their way into a carriage just outside the gate. You guys all have black potato sacks put on your head and you guys can't see anything. You're loaded into a carriage and taken away. And that is where we are going to end this episode. My good goodness. That, wow. That, that was I don't know how to um, feel about well, that. <laughs> All right. We Didn't Pack Rations is Caitlin as Iloan Ada, Blake as Serafina Blackthorn, Damon as Gareth Cawthorn, Ollie as our community manager, and myself, Nathan, as the dungeon master slash world builder. Thank you so much for listening to episode one. Do you hate waiting for your favorite podcast to drop another episode? Well, so do we. That's why we're dropping the first four episodes all at the same time. So feel free to go ahead and listen to the next one or the one after that too. We hope you're enjoying the story and the characters so far. If you are, please leave a review wherever you're listening and let us know on our socials, Instagram at we didn't pack rations underscore pod or one word, TikTok and YouTube at we didn't pack rations pod or lowercase or one word, and Facebook at we didn't pack rations pod. Or to make things easier, we have the links to absolutely everything in our link tree in our Instagram bio. Thank you all so much for listening and we'll see you all very soon in the next episode.